we are, as you're aware, doing a series on the Sermon on the Mount, which we've called Mountaintop Wisdom, Matthew 5, 6 and 7, those three chapters in Matthew's Gospel. And we are halfway through now, so we've done part one, part two, and today's part three out of six parts. And so what we're going to look at today is Matthew 6 and the first, well, the first 18 verses, but I'm going to zoom in on those four verses there. And um, before we start, always love a bit of discussion. So with your friends, how do we reconcile these two verses? So Matthew 5, 16 says, we, we did this, didn't we? Let your light shine before men that, oh, do not happen there, that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Matthew 6, 1. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So, interesting, two different verses, not too far apart. Um, how do we reconcile both of them? So just have a little conversation, and I'd love to hear what you uh, what you come up with. Him. Cool. This is a quote. Uh, we heard of this guy, Bonhoeffer. Um, he was... Um, he was a German theologian during the time of Adolf Hitler in Germany. And um, he was um, one of his um, major critics, really, and didn't want, um, didn't want him to su- succeed. And um, he's a brilliant man, um, Bonhoeffer, and you can um, read some of his really great books. Um, he wrote a book on, on, on the Sermon on the Mount as well. But um, he he ended up dying for his faith, so he was executed by um, Nazi um, Nazis. So yeah, but anyway, he says this. I think it's quite helpful. Their righteousness, what we've just been talking about, the the the, the disciples, has to be visible. But they must take care that it does not become visible simply for the sake of becoming visible. From whom are we to hide the visibility of our discipleship? Certainly not from other men or women. For we are told to let them see our light. No, we are to hide it from ourselves. Our task is simply to keep on following, looking only to our leader who goes on before, taking no notice of ourselves or of what we are doing. We, we must be unaware of our own righteousness and see it only in so far as we look unto Jesus, then it will seem not extraordinary, but quite ordinary and natural. So I think that's really helpful for us, is that we're not looking towards ourselves. We're not looking towards a future Instagram picture, you know. We're looking towards Jesus. We're following Jesus. And slowly but surely, we're starting to become like him for others to see. And I think we all touched on on that. So um, it's just helpful because for some people, those two verses seem a bit contradictory. Um, so what I'm going to do is read our passage. Um, so much of what we're going to read is about motives intentions um why do we pray when do we pray why do we fast when do we fast why do we give when do we give um so let's read um you might have a bible but i'm going to put it on here anyway so from verse six verse one be careful this is jesus continuing be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them if you do you will have no reward from your father in heaven So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honoured by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. 
But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Seems really weird reading that because you just say it, don't you? (laughs) Uh, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So um, in this whole preaching series then, the six weeks, seven if you count the when we went to the central hub, um, today's passage probably has the most familiar bit of scripture in it, doesn't it? Not just to Christians, but to, to non-Christians, you know, people who as they might go to a Church of England school growing up, they would have said this daily. Um, and and this is a really important prayer, isn't it? And it's given to us um, by Jesus, and it's been prayed daily for 2,000 years. Um, I feel like I have to say something about it today. I'm not going to concentrate on it. But, um, you know, this prayer is a recited prayer. It's a prayer written that we read and recite. It's not spontaneous um, and that's important for us. But it's also important that um, there's something about this prayer that should inform all of our prayers. For instance, we don't pray to a far off God. Jesus mentioned these pagans who did pray to far off gods. Um, but but we pray to our father, okay, who cares for us. And he wants to provide because he's our father, and um, we are his sons and daughters. And so in all our prayers, that's the place we pray from, right? And also, this thing about the kingdom coming, the kingdom, um, God's kingdom coming, his will being done um, on earth as it is in heaven. Um, in all our prayers, we are ultimately praying, aren't we? God, can you intervene? Would you do something incredible in, in this situation? Can you cause things to be how you want them to be, how they were originally meant to be? So um, that's a bit of an intro, really. I, I want us, as I say, to look at four particular verses um, in, in our short time together and have another fun exercise for us later. It's a bit of a test. Um, so this is what I want us to look at today. So I won't read it again, but um, that's that's our, that's our passage. Um, 
as I was thinking about this um, on the train this week, I was thinking that, you know, prayer, it's not, prayer isn't just religious, okay? We probably associate it as a religious act, but prayer is actually very human. Um, You know, from ancient times to today, in all cultures um, across the world, prayer seems to be one of those things that unites us. Um, Even non-religious people pray, whether that's like, you know, you're watching a football match and you see people on, t- on TV like this, you know, at a penalty shootout praying or, you know, they're on a plane and it's terrible turbulence. And what are they doing? They're pre- you know, please, God. They don't even believe in God. <laughs> but they're just they're, for some reason, you know, so there's times in our lives when we're just drawn to our knees in, in prayer. And um, and so when we see Jesus teaching about prayer um. Jesus isn't saying here, this is how you be a good Christian, right? Jesus is saying, this is how you be fully human, yeah? Um, Sometimes we think Jesus uh, is teaching us maybe how to be, I don't know the right words, maybe how to be Christian, or, or, but actually Jesus teaches us what it means and what it looks like to be fully human, right? To be the this perfect human that we're all kind of supposed to originally meant to be and so um I guess I can keep maybe pushing this I I saw uh, well I sort of think Jesus well he wasn't a Christian was he that he can't really be a follower of himself um (laughs) and 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 that's my point he's the perfect human right and when he when he prayed he was doing something very natural to him and and um, he was doing it well, and um, so prayer isn't isn't this religious thing that we do, but it's actually part of our human nature, um, and we're supposed to just um, yeah really really uh, tap into that. So um, this passage, um, Jesus is talking about certain prayer, isn't he? He's talking about public prayer practiced by the Jewish people, and and um, if you know anything about um, um, the Jewish people and how they prayed. They, they prayed um, and still pray at certain times of the day. And other religions do that as well. And so Jews um, typically would pray three times a day when they wake up in the morning at a certain time, 3 p.m., roughly 3 p.m., and then before they go to bed. Um, and some Jews, Jesus calls them hypocrites here, made sure that they were out and about, right, in important busy places at 3 p.m., <laughs> you know, at the right time. So that people could see um, how holy they were praying, and um, we, we we don't in well most Western Christians we don't pray do we, at certain times. Maybe you have like a reminder on your phone to to pray, but but, but generally, you know, good evangelical Western Christians, we can pray whenever we want. You know, we don't need to put um, uh, reminders on our phone. Um. But I still think it does apply to us. And I was thinking about this, you know, there are those moments when we're um, expected to pray. So whether that's like a connect group, a prayer meeting, there are moments we find ourselves that are times that we're expected to pray. And I still think this applies to us. So we can find ourselves in those rituals, in those times when we're meant to pray, probably slipping into that um hypocritical thing and and 
what does that word even mean? Well, do not be like hypocrites. The word hypocrites um, refers to an, an onstage actor who would wear a mask, you know, like in, in, in a play or in theatre. And that's the word Jesus is using here. A hypocrite is someone who would wear a mask and would act as part of their onstage performance. And so Jesus' message is really simple, isn't it? And um, prayer isn't theater, it's worship, right? Prayer isn't, is never meant to be theater. Prayer was always meant to be worship, true worship. Um, instead, when we pray, we are all, uh, we're always to um, try, we're always to try and be as conscious as possible in what we're doing in that moment um, as we're praying to our Father. We can't afford to kind of drift in prayer. Second thing is they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Um, hypocrites like to be seen, yeah. They, um, some Jews wanted to be seen praying, as I mentioned, and um, they made sure they were in the synagogues at these certain times of the day. But why is it? It's so that they can be seen by others. And Jesus says this phrase, doesn't he, over again, truly they're, They've received their reward. In other words, what they wanted to uh, <laughs> to happen was to be seen. They've they've received that. They, they they've got their wish. Um, I want to say there's nothing wrong with praying. And it well, I guess if you go to a synagogue and pray today, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with praying in synagogues. And um, there's 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 nothing wrong with it. Jesus himself preaches in in a synagogue, um, in in Luke's gospel, and. Um, but what is wrong here is that sentence there to be seen by others. Um, we're not praying to be seen by others, are we? Um, Jesus is saying to us here, don't let your um, prayer be only in, in, in the sort of public places that we mentioned, but in, in the private ones too. Um, go into your room. Close the door. Pray to your father who's unseen. Your father will reward you. Um, I know people have interpreted this verse as having a literal prayer room in the house, which is fine. Um, and I've been to people's houses and they have a prayer room. Um, but I think what Jesus is getting at here is um, I want you to carve out a prayer room in you, right? In in your life. Um, not necessarily an, a literal room that you go and you go in. Um, but something, something about your life, um, where you you know you, you, when you pray, it's it's not public. People don't necessarily see, but it's something between you and God. Because prayer isn't theatre, is it? It's worship. Um, sometimes our prayers—I don't know about you—but when I pray, say uh, we are at a connect group, or even we'll be praying in a bit. You know, there's certain words that you sort of drift into, yeah? <laughs> um, and you know those Christians, don't you? The ones that say, Lord, every other word in a prayer. Um, the ones that just constantly say, thank you, thank you. I want to thank you for this. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you for praying. Thank you. You know, we all, and, and those people who, some people just pray first, don't they? They love to pray first. And some people don't like to pray at all. Some people like to be last. And um, we've all got these Little things in terms of how we pray. So I've got a task for you. I've got a, a cold. I don't know if you can tell. But it's been um, 
difficult the last few days with my cold, and I would like you to pray for me, if that's all right. Can I get a volunteer? Any volunteer? It doesn't have to be a long prayer. Okay, come on here, H. Okay, you stay there. Wait, 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 wait. You're just not allowed to use certain words, okay? I ask uh, that uh, Josh's cold will get better. Amen. Oh, you did so well. Oh, I, I can't even do it, you know. It's difficult. Um, <laughs> you did well for your head not to just explode at the... Using more than seven words is it's crazy. Um, uh, what's my point? Well, we're all, we all pray and use certain ways, don't we? Certain words, certain habits, some of our favorite words and phrases. Um, I think a key thing we need to keep in our minds is um, when we pray, we are praying to a person and we're praying to God. And so our prayers will look different at different times um, because prayer is a conversation. Prayer is ultimately a conversation. And um, Paul says two really helpful things about prayer. Do not be anxious about anything in every situation. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then he also says this other thing, pray without ceasing. Um, or pray continually, if you read in other translations. Prayer was never meant to be something that others just see. And it was never meant to be fixed words we use out of habit um, it was always meant to be a conversation like right at the beginning of the bible we read about adam and eve walking with god and talking with him in the garden that's prayer um, and whenever i've kind of um had the chance to teach or, or preach on prayer i've always described prayer as you know a conversation um, and i think that's really helpful but i do understand that um prayer is also diverse and prayer um, is diverse because life is diverse so what do I mean by that sometimes prayer looks like intercession doesn't it or standing in the gap this persistent prayer um, sometimes prayer looks like recited prayers you know I gave an example Jesus gives us a recited prayer um, in inking church and I guess in our charismatic church tradition we don't really uh, pray recited prayers, um, we at all really. Um, we 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 tend to pray sort of spontaneous prayers, um, and this isn't wrong. Um, sponta spontaneous is good, you know. It's good to be open to what the spirit's doing. Obviously, spontaneity for spontaneity's sake is not uh, fantastic. Um, sometimes. We just need to, um, I think, embrace other forms of prayer. And so for me personally, I've in recent years just really been appreciating sort of reading written prayers. So I've got this little Celtic book of prayers 
And I've just, it's really changed and opened for me a new way of, of praying. I've never really done that before. Um, but it just goes to show that there's, you know, there is more that we can grow in in terms of prayer. Um, written prayers can be quite powerful. Um, good prayers that kind of echo in your own heart. Um, so whatever um, form prayer takes, still think it's conversation. It is conversation. It's relational at the end of the day. Um, because we pray to our Father, as Jesus says. So um, this, Paul says in this Philippians verse, doesn't he? Don't be anxious. Really easy, Paul. Thanks for that, right? It's going to go home now. Um, I don't think he's talking about clinical anxiety at all. I think he's talking about the sense of worrying continually. Um, I'm praying in every situation, he says. Um, I don't know about you, but I am, as I said, I'm still growing. I'm still learning what prayer is. Um, I think sometimes I've probably read more books on prayer than I have actually prayed, <laughs> which isn't isn't really good, is it? Um, but but prayer is, um, it's multifaceted, it's it's eclectic. But the end at the end of the day, I just want to keep saying that prayer is a conversation. It's it's, it's continuing an already already occurring conversation that you have with God. Um, and as I've grown just in, in my life with God and, and in my prayer life, I found myself by habit sort of praying throughout the day, a bit like a dialogue, a bit like a conversation. Um, and so I probably previously would see prayer as like those times and places, you know, you, you go to church on a Sunday, you're expected to pray, you go to a prayer meeting, expected to pray, a prayer event or a big event, whatever, deeper, you're expected to pray. And maybe it's just like a stereotypical male thing of bottling things up or whatever. But um, I never really, yeah, years gone by, I never really saw it as this continual dialogue with God. But I've learned, and I think that prayer is a continual conversation with God. And it's continually talking with him and asking whatever for help, whatever it is. And next week, Gavin's going to um, take us through the next bit of our series. And I'm sure he'll probably talk about, because Jesus mentions anxiety in the next um, section. So if he doesn't talk about anxiety, but I'm sure he will at some point. Um, but prayer, while we're on prayer, prayer is really helpful <laughs> for anxiety. You know, when we pray, we essentially, we're, we're surrendering control of our lives. Um, and, and prayer is really vulnerable. It's, it's letting go of situations. And maybe there's a situation on your mind, maybe at work or at home, and maybe you're anxious about it. Pray. Pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Sometimes we avoid prayer because it does feel a bit like a waste of time. It does feel unproductive. Um, but I think God wants us to waste time with him in prayer he wants us to waste time with him and i think prayer does remind us that actually we don't really have any control <laughs> over anything and um, we probably think we do we probably think i've got control of my life um well you don't really um anything can happen and um, we're not sovereign at all we are completely dependent on god and that's why prayer is important and um, jesus says in verse seven and eight don't be like the pagans. They babble, keep babbling. 
They think they'll be heard because their many words do not be like them. Your father knows. And I've already touched on this, but the pagans, you know, Jesus is referring to people at the time who would pray to the many gods, the many um, ancient gods um, that they believed in. And um, it was in an attempt to win their favor, ultimately. Um, There was no real relationship like um, what he's kind of talking about, Jesus. And so they thought, well, if I say lots of words, if I keep on saying the right things, then I might get my prayers answered. But we pray to a loving father who already knows what we need (laughs) before we ask him. And you might think, well, why do I need to pray then? (laughs) Because he already knows what I need before I ask him. And my daughter, Iris, who I'm probably sure you've seen running around a lot, and she, um, I know that when we finish dinner, I know what she wants after dinner. Um, I know what she needs and I know what she wants. She wants an ice cream. <laughs> she wants a little milky ice cream that we give her. And so I know what she wants and she, she takes me, she tries to grab my hand and she's pointing towards the freezer. Um, I, know, I know what she wants um, before she's even asked. And um, I really like helping her. I really like getting her an ice cream and seeing that beaming smile on her face. She doesn't say ice cream. She just says ice, 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 which sounds very familiar as a song. (laughs) Um, And I think God's the same. God takes joy in hearing us ask him um, to help. I've said it now. She wants ice cream. Um, God wants us to include him. He wants us to be with him. He does, he, we're not irritating God, are we, when we're asking for things? Not at all. Um, God's not like our earthly parents, okay? And maybe you have perfect earthly parents. Maybe, you know, your parents just wanted you to go and play in a room and not annoy them. Whatever. God isn't like that. God doesn't get irritated by us. Uh, he wants us to ask him. He wants us to involve him in our lives. Don't be anxious, Paul says. Every situation, pray because God wants to help us. And so with the, we've not got loads of time remaining, but what I'd love us to do, I mean, we pray quite often, don't we, after preachers' sermons. I'd love us to pray. <laughs> and you can use as many words as you want. There's no rules this time. Uh, I won't put that slide up. Um, I would love us to pray for, well, I don't know what's been on your mind, but as we've already mentioned in the notices, what's going on in Turkey and Syria, you know, the just horrific earthquake, the horrific things that's happening. I've got a picture here which just kind of shows the devastation, really, that just happened within seconds, yeah, people's lives. And have you seen those just incredible videos of people pulling their children out from the rubble and also the other stories of realizing that the family members are dead. Um, Some really, really horrific um, images. And, you know, when we pray, Paul says that the spirit helps us. And I think that's really important. Even the other day, day I went to, um, can't say too much about it, it's a sensitive issue, but I went somewhere and I was praying with someone um, who I'd been training basically as a leader for two years. And in my prayer, I started praying about, I don't know why, I was just following the spirit, I guess. I started praying. I felt like there was a situation that they were in and it was like, um, basically they were going to get a new job. So I was praying that you would make the next steps really clear. I didn't know what was going on. 
But anyway, afterwards, the other person in the room says, um, do you know that they're, they're basically leaving to go and get this other job? I was like, well, no, I didn't know. <laughs> but when I was praying, I sensed that there was something there. And so that's what the Spirit does. The Spirit's with us. It's in all of us. And the Spirit helps us and it guides our prayers. And if you don't know what words to use, we just, you know, we open ourselves up to the Spirit. So let's... Um, Let's spend some time then praying together um, on our tables, just what we've seen on the news and even in our giving, our practical giving, our financial giving, that it would really, um, really sort of help ease what's going on in the world today. Cool.